Football. Make sure to check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com, on ESPNW, on Twitter at HerFantasyFB, and on iTunes. We are so excited to have you this week. It is week one of some football. I am your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. It's regular season. About time. Set your lineups. Tonight's a game. That's my my (laughs) intro piece to week one. It's so exciting. That's my little diddy. Um, We would like to start off the show a little differently today and apologize. We rolled out on ESPNW last week, and we did not get the responses we were hoping for. It was a quick rollout, and we were unable to do our best work. So... You know, we are very sorry for offending those who found our categories, which were a collaboration with ESPNW, offensive. We assure you that was not our intention at all, and we will do better. There is nowhere to go but up, and that is what we plan on doing. Thanks for all those who support us, and we hope you guys enjoy the show. Because now we're talking fantasy football. Oh, it's about time. (laughs) Can't. Get back it's, to been it. a long, it's been a long week for the ladies at her yes. fantasy football. So um, hopefully we're going to have a really, really great show tonight. It's going to be awesome. because It's going to be the best show we've ever had. It's going to be the best show we've ever had. <laughs> it's a bold statement. That's bold. I, I don't want to set the expectations too high. You did. You just did. <laughs> best show we've ever had. I already filled out our application for Pulitzer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it's God. based on this show. Yeah. Week one. Week one. Week one. Where we know nothing. We know this nothing. This is the hardest we week, right? Nothing. It's the hardest. Oh, it's terrible. It's the best. we spent all this. Well, it's the best. It's the best. You're right. But we spent all this time talking about the preseason stuff. And so um, it's kind of like if you've listened to our show, you know. So we're going to just repeat it and then say, but with the matchups, I guess this is how it's going to go. But you just don't know because all of a sudden we got the worst first kind of teams. People come out of nowhere and you're like, who's that person? So it's exciting. We're going to learn a lot. It is It is very exciting. And I'm sure all the other analysis people out there in the fantasy world will agree. This is the week you make bold predictions and 90% of the time you're wrong. So, you know what? We're going to have lots of fun. <laughs> we're all going to set the same lineups. It's going to be great. We started this, people. We're, we started, you know, drafting them. We're going to play them. So, it'll be, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a great show. And the first game is actually a really great game. But we're going to get to that right after we start our social media questions. Again, so make sure you reach out to us at Her Fantasy Football. Dot com on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. With any of your questions, we love interacting with you. We'll help you out. You can help us out sometimes, too. So, Ash, Brandon, what do we have? What do we got? All right. So one of our listeners on Facebook, Jenny Calvert, she asks, Alex Smith in Kansas City, home game versus Tennessee, or Andrew Luck at Denver. That's my current mental battle. Leaning towards Smith. Not sure Denver defense will let Luck do too much. <sighs> well, Here, yeah. well, I mean, 
mean, I, I did you ever listen to Mighty Wind? Christopher Guest, <laughs> <laughs> the same kind of mockumentary series of uh, like best in show. So yeah, <laughs> um, this one's tough, right? Because the Titans don't exactly have like a phenomenal defense. Um, so Alex has got the potential to do something, but yeah, I mean the Broncos D is looking really good. But then again, it's it's Alex Luck. So I was kind of thinking the opposite. The Alex Luck. This could be a pretty high scoring game in my mind. Alex oh, sorry. Luck. Andrew Did Luck. You just my goodness. Your two Andrew Luck. I feel like that might be a high scoring game. Yeah, I mean I'm with you, Ashley. I feel like you know, this is where you really need to like play the guys that you drafted, right? I mean. It's it's yeah. Andrew Luck, okay? This might be the hardest game of his whole entire season playing the Denver Broncos, which, mind you, last year the Broncos' defense was awful. They had several new people added to the team that makes them top five defenses now, top at least in the top ten. So, yeah, but name, name two wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs, you know? There's three wide receivers for the Indianapolis Colts that could – all have good games you know there's just way more targets it's Andrew Luck just that was be my comment is that you're really looking at Donnie Avery as your your top receiver right now for the Chiefs because of Dwayne Bowe's suspension yeah and that ain't great that ain't great so oh I I would go with Luck yeah we have Andrew Luck at five and we have uh Alex Smith at 24, I want to say. I am. 24? Where did I put him? Yeah. Memory bank. Yeah, 24. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Way to go. And, and it's because Locked of the receiver situation, the offensive line situation, and um, I don't think they're going to have to do as much as Andrew Luck will have to do against Denver. Yeah. So, that's where we are on that. Players. How about this? Tyson Kirkpatrick, also from Facebook. All right. Um, he asked three questions, so I'm going to go with this one. Is there any value left in Andre Johnson in Houston as a dependable wide receiver one? I'm afraid of Fitzpatrick <laughs> not having uh, any time to throw deep. Yeah. Interesting. It's an I interesting have, question. I have the Texans, so I can start that one off. I'm having the same moral dilemma, right? Because to some extent, and I talk about my analysis later, you know, Andre Johnson's a bit quarterback proof. Um, He's definitely the most talented of the receivers. But my biggest concern here is that Fitzpatrick has been named the starter, but they also just picked up Ryan Mallett. So basically they're re-engaging in a quarterback competition right out of the gate. And that doesn't give them a whole lot of confidence in Fitzpatrick, a lot of time to gel. And he's right, the offensive line doesn't give Fitzy a whole lot of time. I don't like him as a high-end wide receiver one, um, but if that's who you drafted as your wide receiver one, I don't think you would bench him for this game. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm hope I, I want to. This is one of the games where I want to see him play, but I didn't draft him as my wide receiver one. I I drafted him as my wide receiver two, and I got him easy peasy. So hopefully, you had like a. Another option, or you have great running backs and just play them, and then you're gonna have to assess. You know, He's, yeah. This yeah. isn't really a matchup thing. It's a, it's, it's the offense themselves, Season. and yeah. you know, um, 
you drafted him, so you're going to play him. There's so cause there's to be nervous. That. There's cause to be nervous. Sure, but again, sure. you did draft him. You did draft him as a wide receiver one or high end wide receiver two. Either way, in week one, you're playing him because that's how you drafted him, right? He hasn't given you a reason to bench him yet. You haven't seen anything in a regular season game that's that's going to lead you to believe that this is huge, huge red flag problematic yet. Right. Oh, but I drafted right. DeAndre Hopkins too. I mean, I'm liking Hopkins this year. I'm going to put that out there eventually. Uh, great. Uh, we have a question from Peter Kimball. Hello, Peter Kimball. Okay, so uh, I feel like Sanders versus Indy and Decker versus Oakland are pretty solid wide receiver options, but I don't know who to play in the flex spot. Nelson at Seattle, Jackson at Carolina, Baldwin versus Green Bay. I might go terrible. Terrible options. <laughs> oh, so sorry, Peter. Yeah. You're bad whining because you have awesome, awesome players and you can't choose. Yeah. No one feels bad for you, Peter. I can't believe you're playing Jordy as a flex. Okay. Right. What do I do with Jordy? Yeah. I mean, this is, I think, is a good spot to, like, don't live and die by matchups. Yes, it is Seattle. And Green Bay is not going to have the best game of their season, most likely, tomorrow no. or tonight. But it's still Jordy Nelson. Like. Yeah, I mean, the guy fell in, like, the top ten last year. You're not going to bench Jordy Nelson. And the fact that he's your flex, (laughs) solid drafting, Peter. We know Peter really well, so that's why we can bust his balls here. But um, I would go Jordy hands down. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Yeah, and well, next time also, invite me to that league. Yeah. I, you know? <laughs> Who are you drafting again? Call me. <laughs> Love Call it. Call me. Uh, on top of that, like, uh, Jordy Nelson got over 1,000 yards receiving with Aaron Rodgers out for a large portion yeah. of the season. I don't even know how he did that. It's magic. Seattle's so, not I scaring like, Jordy. Mm-mm. Well, especially with this new five-yard rule, which isn't really that new, but anyway, it. I'll talk about that in a minute. All right, guys. Uh, so we have, well, I'm just going to do his Twitter handle. At Bill underscore S24 asks, better pickup, Cody Latimer or Andre Caldwell? Ooh. That is tough. You know, I picked up Caldwell. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because I feel confident in him because he's not a rookie that I'm like, okay, you know. Um, But it's tough. They're both, I mean, they're both so, I think, both very talented on a very talented receiving squad. And uh, I think both of them are going to see some action. But I picked up Caldwell. Personally, I did. Like, I drafted him um, late after the Wes Welker thing was announced, and I'm very happy with that. Granted, Latimer was already off, but I would have picked Caldwell anyways, so. I think they're both kind of equal talents, but Caldwell's been around a little bit longer. I think we like to root for rookies, but... Technically, Caldwell's higher in the depth chart, so to me, I think he's just going to get a bit more playing time. That doesn't mean he'll do more with it, but I will say Peyton Manning hasn't had any problem throwing the ball his way, so there's not any nervousness on Peyton's part in terms of incorporating him into the offense, and I think they're going to look to him, especially as Wes Welker out, to really create a rapport for the four games that Welker's going to be out. So I think this very first game will be really indicative of who they're going to be going to in that you know, third wide receiver set. So my vote's called well. Yeah. Barely. I don't love either, 
until I see them. And I know that sounds wimpy, but it's true. I think that there's a possibility that the uh, running backs will actually be like, you know, a big part of the making up for a lot of what's going on in Denver right now that I can't even talk about, which brings me to Brad Evans' Twitter question from Yahoo. That's right, that Brad Evans. He says, yes, was Wes Welker's suspension caused by ingesting mollies or huffing Old Spice? Discuss. <laughs> he was an old spice guy which is great and i love the old spice commercials by the way when like the mother comes up through the bowling alley like, like you know oh. retriever is hilarious you, you know i was at my parents house and it was right after the suspension was announced and the a commercial came up with wes welker for some car dealership and uh, Mommy Williams is like, oops, somebody didn't get the memo. You know? I was like, <laughs> it's so good. You have to wait for hurricanes before you can start releasing those commercials again. This, uh, I think everyone was no, shocked was... by that news. Was it just me? Well, and his yeah. reaction is so really like angry. aggressive that it means, I don't, yeah, he's really angry, angry Welker, angry little guy. So I don't know. I mean... I can't wait for more and more to come out to w- what it was. Um, you know, I, there's just, there's a lot of ways that you can test positive for it. So I'm guessing he wasn't taking Molly, but you well, know, who knows? Yeah. I'm not going, I'm not going to guess the Molly route. I don't really see uh Wilker kicking back with Molly's. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The whole thing but really disturbs me. No. I, I just kind of like, what? It just it's like, what does say there? I just, my brain blew up a little bit. And how does he get a suspension so quickly? And then Matt Prater had a whole year. Does anyone understand how these suspensions work as far as the timing? Well, that's my question, right? Because you've got the whole Le'Veon Bell, the Claire, you know, Blount situation, and they aren't being suspended thus far. Well, I think if it's um, if you get arrested or charged with it, they have to let the um, criminal process go through. But if you test positive within you know the, the NFL, yeah. then it's a faster because it's not doesn't have to you don't have to deal with courts. You don't have to be guilty or not guilty. You don't you know? Um, but it was all very hush hush, and he already went through his appeal, and it was like the Broncos already knew it was going to happen, and yet nobody knew, you know, like even Ian Rappaport didn't know until, you know, we all found out. So, um, but that's what's so interesting that these guys know when yeah. they're going to be tested. There's not really random testing. They know. They know they're going to be tested, and and again, Wes as a veteran does not strike me as some guy. That's gonna let that, you know, slip and fall through the cracks. And his response has been so interesting to it, you know. Very bizarre. I'm just gonna do one bonus one just to make a statement. Um, okay, <laughs> fantasy football whiz says Joyke Bell or Stephen Ridley in standard scoring and why? I'm gonna tell you something right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, she's gonna go off on a rant you know, here. We're not. Oh, this no. is gonna be short and sweet. It's short and sweet. If you want to trust your fantasy team to Bill Belichick and Stephen Ridley's ball handling skills, I cannot help you. I, <laughs> I am sorry. I just can't. It's too emotional for me. He, 
Nonviolent check is like where fantasy dreams go to die. I just, I can't. I can't. So, yes. Where fantasy rushing dreams go to die. Correct, correct. The receiving dreams are beautiful, but the rushing dreams are just, they're so hard. We can't predict it. So, I will probably never tell you to start Stephen Ridley over anyone. I mean, he's lucky he just has a job with the Patriots. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They're not riding high on the Ridley train right now, and I don't think you should be either. But mm-hmm. Joyke Bell, I mean, he... My bold prediction for the year, again, we'll get to I think that he may have equal, if not more, touches than Reggie Bush this year. And he gets more touchdowns than Reggie Bush. So if you add on additional yards, then you're looking <laughs> at RB1 numbers here, not just like a flex. So, Bell, baby. We had our family draft on uh, on Sunday this week, and um, I think it was Dad. Was it Dad who no, drafted it was, him? It was He's Chris. Like, Chris top. It was Chris. <laughs> Jacqui. Is that what he said? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Joy. 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 Qui. He went all French like we did last season on the yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Which we do to everybody that we we don't know their how to pronounce their names. We make them French. So it it was just a throwback to 2013, <laughs> but. This is good times. I'm I'm on Bell's train. Yeah. Bell, Bell for sure. Choo choo, choo choo. I love ding, it. Ding. Well, thank you guys for all your questions. We love hearing from you, so keep them coming, and we'll keep answering them, and hope we hope to take you to fantasy championship in December. Let's get to the Thursday night game. <gasps> it's like the best game and yet the worst game for fantasy to start the season off, I must say, because it is two amazing offenses yeah, and one really amazing defense that might eat up that amazing offense we all own. So we have the Green Bay Packers at Seattle Seahawks. Well, okay, so this is going to be another lesson. Much like don't trust your team to build Belichick and running backs, I'm also going to tell you I'm sorry, but you have to play your studs. This is the same as the Andrew Luck conversation. It's just the way it is, especially in week one. The last thing you want to do is have Aaron Rodgers on your bench because you're afraid of Seattle, and then he goes off. Because then you wasted the reason why you picked him up in the first place. Okay, like you, you, you drafted Aaron Rodgers because he's amazing. Just play him. Yeah, he's probably not going to get you 35 points. You, you have to accept that and then move on. And I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to accept this week. And I apologize in advance because in Seattle, they only give up an average of 8.4 fantasy points to uh, opposing quarterbacks. Oh. Shut in the heart. Yeah. You're too late. It's bad. It's too, too late. late. <laughs> I don't think Rodgers will be too late, though. No, 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 no. I think he's going to fare He's the higher end of that yeah, average. Yeah. 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 He's like 12. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not saying he's... I'm not projecting him at 12. I would say 15. I bet he'll get a solid 15. I mean, I think he'll get over 8.4 fantasy points. For sure. Uh, also, this is no contact rule. Okay, or the Seattle rule, or the Peyton Manning needs another championship rule, or the fantasy football rule. I don't know what you want to call it, but there's a new rule in town where you can't, you can't, uh, what is the word here? Uh, Initiate, there we go, contact after five yards if the quarterback is still in the pocket. Sorry, Russian quarterbacks. Uh -uh. Uh, So that could change the game. 
They could change it up. You can't initiate contact within five yards if they're still in the pocket? Correct. That's a very weird rule. Yes, I'm sure it's going to be very hard to train those defensive guys to not do that. Flags everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look like the UN up in here. All right. So right after your receiver just caught a 20-yard pass, bloop, flag negated. No, it wouldn't be it's negated. Awful. It would be, no, it'd be negated too. against the defense. So it could be great for receivers. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, or or I suppose, or it's just gonna be it's just gonna be what it is. Like I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. Also, it's gonna totally change the pace of the game because if you're having all these flags happen all the time, I mean, you, you saw this, you know, with like uh, Philadelphia and Chicago. All of a sudden, they can't get their offense going because of flag after flag after flag. Even if it's the defensive flag, you still have to get things going. So, I don't know. Anyway. But you also start Eddie Lacy and Jordy Nelson. Sorry, them's the rules. We told you. So, got calls, though. I'm going to put Randall Cobb on the cusp here. Depending on the, the league that you're in, I, you know, he's been great. You know, he had double-digit fantasy points uh, four out of his six games that he played last year. I don't have any problems with him, but if you did have a better option with him, I could, I could understand that. I'm probably telling you to start him, but I can understand it. Um, also, details, Mason Crosby, I, I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I'm not quite sure they're going to be able to get into the end zone. Just great for the kickers. And bench warmers, Jarrett Boykin. So if I'm telling you that Randall Cobb's a question mark, I cannot tell you that Boykin's okay. So <laughs> that's, that's my deep analysis on that. However, I do think that Jarrett Boykin's a great sleeper on the season, so get excited. So as, yeah, but not against the Hawks. I wouldn't. And in their house, no thank you. No thank you. I don't understand. So, anyway. And reliving the fail Mary. I love seeing all those videos going up right now. Oh. From Lotmember. Yes, the fail Mary. Oh. That was <laughs> with the temp refs. With the so bad call. Bad. So bad. Oh. I thought Aaron Rodgers would lose it. Lose it. <sighs> I wish he would have. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um. Seattle Seahawks. So they've been fabulous once again. And, you know, unless you're living under a fantasy football rock, you've probably heard Russell Wilson, 78.6 completion percentage rate, three rushing touchdown in the preseason. I mean, that's all there to love. And we, you know, I think we're in. He's also 15 and one at home. So he does well there. Uh, but he's not always fantasy gold there because he doesn't have to do a whole lot. So mm-hmm. um, they're low scoring games and not a whole lot of yards in the air. Yeah. I think it's changed a little bit this year. I have to say I think it's changed. Uh, also, obviously, you start Lynch. Um, gut calls the three-headed wide receiver monster is what I'm calling it. Percy Harvin caught seven passes for 92 yards in the preseason. Doug Baldwin caught four passes for 43 yards, although he caught a ton of passes that got called back. I don't know what was going on with Baldwin. and the, Every penalty was on was on a catch by Baldwin. Uh, and Jermaine Curse caught six passes for 118 yards and one touchdown. So the three of them are going to be splitting things. Percy Harvin is back. He's healthy. That's exciting. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I am with them. They've got calls until I see more. And then bench warmers, I mean, I didn't even rank their tight ends. So we could talk about them if you want. 
but you're going to have to really no, Okay, no. great. So anyway, uh, that's how I feel about this game, and I'm so excited to see it tomorrow. Bring back football. Bring it back. Football's back. Yeah. Football's back. It's going to be a great opening Boom. game. It's a, it's a fun one to open up with. Or it's going to be a blowout, and I'm going to cry. I'm excited. Either way. Yeah. I don't see a blowout no, happening. Totally. No, it's going to be fine. Well, there are a lot of morning games come Sunday morning. Usually it's split up between morning and afternoon, but I think there's only two afternoon games and the rest are in the morning. So this is a a weird week where there's like two Monday night games, too, or two Monday games, right? Yeah. Week one's always weird. They're trying to just gradually put us in there. Um, But we're going to go to the New England Patriots and Miami Miami Dolphins. Play him if you got him. You know, I'm on the Julian Edelman train. I love him. I'm into him. You're going to start him. We have him ranked 18th. I think he's going to have a great, great game. You're also going to start Shane Vereen just because he. we have him ranked 26th and you drafted him, so now you have to play him. That's the game. <laughs> That's the rule. Um, Tom Brady we have ranked 15th, which, you know, you're welcome in a really back. deep league. Yeah, welcome back. He's playing Miami. This might be a good week to play him and see how he does for you if you don't have one of those elite quarterbacks. Um, and Rob Gronkowski. Hey. You know, he missed the preseason. Don't fret. If he's starting, you are starting him. That is yeah. the rule with Rob Gronkowski. Absolutely. I don't care if he's injured. If he's playing, you are playing him. He's a freak in the best kind of way. So, sign me up. Love him. Um, also, their kicker, Stephen Goskowski. We have him ranked the number man. one. That might not change throughout the whole season. We'll see. <laughs> um, and the New England Patriots defense. We have him ranked number two this week. I think they're going to have a great game against Miami. And they're bad offensive line. So, yay. Um, got calls. Um I have Steven Ridley there just because we have him ranked 31st. Um, yikes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, number two wide receiver. I mean, sure, they have a depth chart, but it's kind of still up in the air. That's Danny Amendola, Tompkins, LaFell, Dobson. We all have them ranked between 61st and 68th. I mean, literally, they're on top of each other. And I can't tell you who's going to be the breakout star this week. No. Um, between those guys. So, you know, if you have better options, I suggest you starting those at, for sure. And bench warmers, you know, Tim Wright is the new addition to the New England Patriots, and I love him, and he's great, and he's a fantastic athlete. Um, but he's had one, you know, two weeks now with them, and he's very new, and they're going to have to slowly – integrate him into the offense so uh, he's on my bench right now but I don't think he's going to stay on my bench he might actually be a good if you're allowed to play tight end flex good flex player moving on out but we need to see it we need to see him show us what he can do in the Patriots offense so don't pull the trigger quite yet on him yeah don't be afraid to make your players prove it to you other than your your stars, like we've talked about you obviously play them but the other guys these kind of gut call guys so, yeah, let, let him prove it to you. As far as playing if you got him for Miami, I've got one. Oh. I've got one. 
I may be, oh. I, I may, I may be stretching, but. <laughs> Let me guess. No Sean Marino. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, I knew you would. I knew you I'm gonna, would. I'm going to start this season off right. It's been my bold prediction since how many months ago? Same. You know I'm on the train. But I'm not usually going to tell you to start a player that is the backup. Because it just simply doesn't make sense. But in this case, it does. Because No Sean was brought in to be the you know, backup for Lamar Miller. But everybody knew that he was brought in really to be the big man yeah. in town, right? If he hadn't had a minor surgery this summer that kept him out, you know, the majority of the preseason, he would already be the starter on the depth chart. And if Marino has another big game this week, expect to see a roster change. I've said it before. I will say it again. Marino is the man there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even when Lamar was the starter last season, he did, like, nothing. So, I mean. Two touchdowns. I, I'm, I, I won't get back into that right. rant because it'll put me in a really bad headspace for this entire show. <laughs> but, yes, Marino is the man, right? So, as far as my gut calls, Brian Hartline and Mike Wallace. Mm. Heartland's ranked 45 on our rankings. Wallace is 34. I'm literally lumping these two guys together because they have the exact same analysis. Both crazy high potential, flashes of brilliance, and overall frustration for fantasy owners. Yep. You know, it is is what it is. If, If I had to choose one that has a bit more upside, I would say Mike Wallace. But yeah. my issue is that Wallace will be more likely the one that's going to be covered by Revis. And, you know, temper your expectations for both of these guys. Again, they're ranked pretty low. They're probably not going to be in your lineup unless you're in a really deep league. Just temper your expectation for both of them. Bench warmers, you know what's coming. Who am I going to bench, guys? Lamar! He's on my bench. He's benched. Yes. So technically he's the starter. But how long that will actually be true is like dwindling. Literally, he is on the clock. They, he's not meeting the expectations. Even the coaches have said they had set higher expectations for him and that he's not meeting the expectations. When a coach actually verbalizes this to the media, that's a bad sign. It's a, it's a bad sign for you, right? So, And sadly, you know, this preseason hasn't done many favors. He's only averaging 3.4 yards per carry. So... You're on the clock. You're on the clock. That's awesome. it. For, that's it for the Dolphins. That's it for the Dolphins. Buffalo Bills, the Chicago Bears. All right, you guys. Game of the week. <laughs> Just kidding. For one of for one <laughs> side of that. Uh, yeah. 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 So okay. Buffalo Bills. I I am going to start with. The problem. The problem is the EJ Manuel Kyle Orton debacle. That's what I'm going to call it. I ranked. Uh, I'm intrigued. EJ Manuel number 25. Why? Because because he's supposedly the starter, and Chicago's defense is terrible. So if he does start, he should be at least 25. But I don't know. On the season, you guys, I'm a little nervous. They brought in Kyle Orton for 11 million dollars for two years. And uh, that's not, those aren't backup dollars. Now, uh, you know, he got a hint better. I mean, it's still bad, though. But Manuel, he ended uh, the preseason with a 61.0 completion percentage and one touchdown while also throwing two interceptions and lost a fumble. It's not what you want. Uh, <laughs> no, not ideal. Not, not ideal. It's not what you want. So <laughs> there are two things. Number one. I hate quarterback controversies. 
They make me uncomfortable. There's so, There's so many of them many right this now. Year. And, and so I don't know many. how to assess the rest of the team until we have a legitimate decision made, right? So I hate quarterback controversy. That's my first comment. My second comment is, is Kyle Orton the luckiest man on the planet? I know he had a bad time in Denver and Chicago. That guy has made so much money being a backup quarterback. It blows my mind. He is <laughs> he's so rich. He's so rich. But it's it's invaluable to have a good backup quarterback, right? Cuz I guess that's what they're getting I mean, I guess that's why they're getting paid crazy numbers. That's crazy. It's kind of like the ideal position, oh right? Other than like punter where you don't really have any sort of physical contact. Oh, you still yeah. make good money as a backup quarterback, and you just sit there without getting hit all the time. Absolutely. Matt Hasselbeck is, like, the luckiest guy as well, right? He's Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's like, I'm hanging out. I was awesome in Seattle. I'm done. It's cool. I'm just making money. That's all I'm doing. I'm just making money. So, anyway, Kyle might actually have to play, though, so maybe maybe I'll, I'll take all of this back. Um, as far as the play, if you got him, though, I want to start with the quarterback controversy because it really kind of taints the whole thing. But I will say, if you draft a C.J. Spiller, we'll back to that again. You obviously believe in him. Go for it. Um, the Bears were the worst team against the run last year. So we should all feel good about that. And then we should also feel good about Freddie Jackson. So these guys are going to run. I don't have any problems starting both of them. Um, yeah. I mean, just to... Also put it out there, Fred Fred Jackson in the preseason had 13 receptions to Spillers four. You know, I mean, it's a, it's weird there. It's a weird place. We don't know what's going on in Buffalo. So just putting that out there. Everyone thinks he's going to get phased out, but I'm telling you, a little engine that could. So uh, gut calls, all the wide receivers. I, I told you that they're all sleepers. My little my little uh, Robert Woods and Mike Williams that I said was were great if you could get them late. They're still sleepers. They're going to be fine. Just let this quarterback controversy thing down, be done. And then um, also Sammy Watkins. I, I don't know what's going on with his injuries, guys. I, I think he's almost on the bench. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then the Bears. Oh, I forgot I also covered the Bears. Boom, this one's easy. They're all awesome. Start them all. Check. Check. You guys. Alshon, yes, please. Forte, yes. Brandon Marshall. Cutler, yes. Cutler, yes. Exactly. They're all out there. My only thing I'm going to say is that between the Brandon Marshall, Alshon, Jeffrey thing, I have been still hearing people say, oh, are they going to really both be good? Yeah. Well, let me give you the preseason numbers, and I think this is about the same percentage it's going to be for through the season. Brandon Marshall caught 10 receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. Alshon Jeffrey caught seven passes for 85 yards. Think about that, people. Think about that. That's right. Less receptions, didn't have a touchdown, but more yards. So, Gut calls Martellus Bennett. You guys, he's the only guy who's just a little eh. So I just had to say that. I mean, I could go into the fact that he only caught one pass for 22 and 25 yards in the two games that he played. That might not help either. But uh, that happened. And then a bunch warmers. The Chicago defense. What the what? But if EJ Manuel. What the what? So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here in my head, though. If EJ Manuel does his interception fumble thing, they could even, even though they're terrible. They could have a good game. But I'm putting on the bench because they really are that bad. I think Jared Allen will come in there and sh- shape it up in the midseason, but I don't know. It's hard. This is exactly what streaming defenses, like when people ask, like, oh, who do I start each week when I'm streaming defenses, meaning like um, I, I play a different defense based on the matchups. This looks like a juicy matchup. 
but Chicago's not good, so I can't really suggest it to you, but I would understand if you did. <laughs> That's that game. You're not going to hate on them for I that. I wouldn't but. hate you. I, I mean, I might not text you back right away as a friend. I'd be like, I need to think about what I'm going to say to you. But Definitely screening your calls. But yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah. So good luck to them. But I, I think uh, this is one of those matchups where I think we're going to um, not learn as much as we want to learn about either team. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I think this is a weird week for them. Well, let's move on to another quarterback controversy land. Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, once again, I hate quarterback controversies. There is no quarterback controversy. It's Brian Hoyer. And why is it Brian Hoyer? Because Jordan Cameron is going to be awesome this week. So in, the two, in <laughs> yeah. the two bowl games that he played with Hoyer last year, he caught 15 passes for 146 yards and three touchdowns. So yay, Hoyer, for Jordan Cameron owners. So let's, let's get yeah. that. He's the number one receiver on the team. Go for it. And then the same with U.S. Ben Tate is the starter. Stop it. And he's awesome. And he's going to be really great against the Pittsburgh D. Like, just stop it. I'm not going to get too into it because we've got to keep this show going. And got calls. <laughs> Cleveland defense. Why? Well, because it's the Browns. And they're okay, awesome. Right. No, it's just saying, like they're awesome at defense. Joe Hayden, they're great. Yeah. But their offense makes them be on the field all the time. So I'm a little. That's valid. That's true. Valid points. So I just I'm 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 grappling. I think they're great, but I'm also concerned. I don't know. They've got called. And bench warmers. I have no idea what the Cleveland Browns offense looks like. Literally, because of the stupid quarterback controversy, we have yet to see anyone get into a rhythm. So I cannot tell you any receivers that could possibly even be a sleeper on this team. I know that Andrew Hawkins, Miles Austin are going to be the starters, what have you. But I can't imagine, even if you're in a 12-team standard league, starting either of those guys. Um, but watch. But I'm going to say watch, because one of them is going to emerge so keep your eye on it but the preseason did not help fantasy owners get to know the browns i have no idea who they are it's too bad you should at least be thankful that they did actually announce a starting quarterback right so that in that last week of practice as a camp and this week they've been able to kind of hopefully gel a bit yeah. more as an offense because it was so problem and, and i i literally could not understand either why they basically did five series in and the next guy did five series in, and five series this guy like at least let them go you know ten you know what more consistently together to try yeah. to develop some rapport versus this random i mean it was just wrong for everybody it was just a terrible choice well, they but. announced the starter in may they announced the starter in june <laughs> they announced the starter in july yeah. they announced start twice in august i can't like they did but then the media kept pulling them in, and they kept succumbing to that and being like, okay, let's check it out. And Brian Hoyer didn't do himself any favors in the preseason either, so I'm not going to make excuses for him. Right. You know, I- no, but it's probably messing with his head, right? I mean, all of this, that's a lot for, you know, someone to grapple with. And let's yeah. just hope his head's in the right place now so they can move forward so we don't want to continue with this controversy. I agree. Absolutely. Right. And let's move forward to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers don't really have any controversy other than, you know, a little pot smoke in here and there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, you're starting him. Um, a little piece. Yeah, yeah. So piece we're not on. we're not going to go into detail on every single player because the the show would literally be three hours and nobody wants that. So as far as who I am going to talk about, that's for sure a plan if you got him. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell, but Antonio Brown. We have him ranked as our ninth wide receiver, and Brown gets targeted heavily as an offensive. You know, and the offensive strategy will not change in 2014. You know, while it was also rumored that Dre Archer will be the punt returner, it's not the case. Brown is still going to be the punt returner, which is interesting to keep in mind, right? Because you, you have a little bit more of an injury-prone situation. But also, depending on your wide receiver settings in your league, this this is good news if, if your receiver does receive those points. Not a whole lot to do, but to definitely check that out. Antonio Brown, though, he's you know he's a top receiver in the league. He's a top-ten receiver. He's a no-brainer start. Gut calls... Ben Roethlisberger, he's actually looked pretty good this preseason. I know. Pretty, you know, I mean, he's ranked. You know, I know. <laughs> he's, you know, it's encouraging over last year. First of all, we have him ranked 17, so more than likely you're not really going to play him because he's not. I mean, I mean, there's very few leagues that are 17 teams deep, and if you're in one of those, I'm sorry, that's rough. Stop. That's real rough, but um, he's, he's, a, he's a gut call only if you have another quarterback that's maybe in a really bad matchup and you literally did a, a draft where you purposely took your quarterbacks really late and you literally are looking every single week by matchup. This wouldn't be the worst matchup. But Marcus Wheaton is my real gut call here because mm. he's really complicated, right? Because he's really talented. He does well in practice, but the entire preseason and actual games, he's not developing a chemistry with Roethlisberger. I want him to though. I, wa- I know. I know. He, I mean, and he's. I drafted him a lot in my leagues. He clearly has the wide receiver two. Get it together. You know, position nailed down. Mm-hmm. He's got it. He's he's a starter. But at what point are are him and Big Ben gonna connect? Tomorrow. It makes me. Well, better be tomorrow. So tomorrow. Hope they tomorrow and they're gonna get to know each other because we can't yeah. handle this. It's, it's been a bit rough. They, they need to they need to figure it out and figure it out pretty quickly. But if you have another option, we do have him ranked 48. It, I'm not saying it'd be the worst idea in the world to wait a week on him to see if they've been able to work things out the last two weeks because it's not been a pretty preseason. Just dropping balls left and right. Yeah. Heath Miller also having the complicated category, or sorry, the gut calls, because he's an oldie and a goodie, right? Is he Jimmy Graham? No, not, not even close. Does he have the upside of Jordan Cameron and Greg Olson? Not really. But what he does have, <laughs> it's like, but what he does have is, you know, he has created a rapport with Big Ben for years. And he is especially targeted in short red zone plays. So if they are, you know, within 10 yards of the red zone, Ben is always looking for Heath Miller. He's always looking for him in that play. So in that sense, you know, he's got a possibility for, you know, some touchdown. Not so much yardage, but. He does have the potential for touchdowns. So, you know, we have him ranked 16. He's kind of a gut call. Bench warmers. I've got Lance Moore, Martavius Bryant, Justin Brown, and Darius Hayward Bay. Again, they're not getting a whole lot of playing time. If Marcus Wheaton hasn't even figured it out, these guys aren't going to have that great connection either. Really, just just wait. Don't even think about it. Don't go there. But if you don't have Lance Moore, which you probably wouldn't because he was so low down, it wouldn't be a terrible waiver wire pickup. If him and Wheaton aren't connecting still, because he is the top of that list, Lance Morris. So hmm. that would be the, my main thing is to say maybe look at that waiver wire if you're not seeing any sort of, you know, potential. 
not potential, but what's the word I want to look for here? Any sort of je ne sais quoi. Yeah, with 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 that. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was yeah, that's that what was, I was thinking. Was I can't believe it. I didn't think to myself, je ne sais quoi. I mean, how did that not like roll off my tongue? Let's put it out there. <laughs> think about it. waiver wire possibility. Very nice. Well, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints at Atlanta Falcons. Saints. Okay, play with you got him. Well, I am going to. I, I thought that maybe, and I'll say this next week, I'm going to write a haiku as to how you should uh, always play Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees. I need to write different poetry items, something, because this is not interesting, okay? It's just, you know to play them, it's done. Uh, however, I'm putting these in my gut calls, but they're actually all maybe playing if you got them, because Atlanta's defense is not... Oh, not great. So... Here's the problem. Here's some terrible analysis. You ready? Ready for terrible? Let's hear it. Okay. Pierre Thomas, we have him ranked at 33, and Mark Ingram at 42 are worth a look at the flex because the Falcons really are that beat up. They're really that bad. Same with Marcus Colston. We have him ranked 24, Brandon Cooks 40, and Kenny Stills at 52. I'm literally just listing the whole team, you guys. Um, but I like, you know, like we always say, one of them is going to go off. And you know what? To guess that one is borderline impossible. But I'm going to tell you right now that someone's going to go off. So, I don't know. My money's on Colston. My money's on Colston. Who I was not high on last year or the last two years. Like, really, his production has incredibly gone down. But he, there's something different about him this year. I know. He's got, like, an extra spark about him or something. I don't know. It's it's good. I I like him, too. But I also remember the, like, crazy Kenny Stills game. And this Brandon Cooks guy, he's real deal. They're all great. Someone's going to go crazy. But they all have one big game. Yeah. That's that's what the Saints do. Kenny Stills is, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. The whole team is. But Kenny Stills, especially for me, is such a boomer bust player. That's why he's great in best ball, though. Because when right. you can play him, when yeah. he goes right. off, Absolutely. it's fantastic. Fantastic. All of them are okay right. in best ball leagues. I mean, people can oh, play yeah. best ball. But... If you can play best ball, I would play every saint ever. But it's it's tough to know. Uh, bench warmers, though, this is interesting. Uh, they actually didn't have a kicker until a day ago. They they And they cut both of their kickers. It's literally nuts. So, uh, But they did get someone's uh, Shane Graham. Uh, so I still wouldn't play him. So he's on your bench. They had trouble last year, too, with kickers, didn't yeah, they? They always I mean, do. It's because they were on the Garrett I, Hartley train for I don't know how yeah. long, that train wreck. Yeah, so clearly kickers don't matter for the Saints. Yeah, <laughs> clearly <really>. not. <laughs> not top priority. Uh, yeah, so don't play the New Orleans Saints kicker. See, I told you, hardcore analysis on the Saints. Because it's hard to do analysis on the Saints without being like, well, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, the analysis uh. for the Saints every single week is you're only starting Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees. Well, unless you're taking Unle- unless you're in a best ball, yeah. unless you're in a best ball, yeah. and if Marcus Colson steps up, I-, I wouldn't play the other guys. Yeah, well, I like Marcus Colson. The Lenta Falcons. Play him if you got him, Mr. Roddy White. He's back. And Julio. I just love saying Julio Jones. Oh. So fun. We got Julio ranked five. Got Roddy ranked sixteen. You're playing both of these guys. Um, Matt Ryan is also in our play. If you got him, we have him ranked seventh. 
So, yep. I don't know why I went off on a complete diatribe about Matt Ryan, but it's going to happen right now. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. I know. I don't know. Um, it might be hard, especially if you are new to fantasy football, because you're going to be looking at last year's stats, and you're going to be like, why would I pick this guy so high? And I understand that thought process. But you need to completely forget about last year. And since Matt Ryan entered the league, he has thrown for 60 touchdowns, has only missed two starts, and has thrown for over 23,000 yards. Okay? Yeah. So before the disaster that was last season, and it was a disaster. That is what it was. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> you know, I mean, he and the Falcons were a dominant team in the league. And since Ryan was drafted in 2008, only 11 quarterbacks have thrown for over 20,000 yards. Only 11. And that order is Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers... Eli Manning, okay, maybe we don't take that one too seriously right now. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and then Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning's only six because he literally missed an entire season of 2011, and yet he still ranks six, which is crazy. But that's pretty good company to be in, and it should give you all the reasons you need to trust this guy. Okay? Okay. Write him out. Love me some Matt Ryan. I don't, why, I don't know why I went off about Matt Ryan today. Okay. Well, I'm with you, Ashley. I want Atlanta had to have a fantastic game. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it is because they were, they were supposed to be so good last year and they were so bad. It was sad. It was so disappointing. Uh, that I know. I'm just really hoping that they come out with a statement this, this week. And I don't know if it's going to happen. I know Julio, I'm sure Julio and Roddy will be fine, but. Well, the running game is still questionable right now. So that's basically kind of what's going to take over my entire calls and bench section. Because, you know, fingers crossed Jackson will be ready to hit the field week one, right? I mean, he, he's promising that last year was a fluke. It was his worst performing year, period. And he keeps telling us that he's going to be back to his 1,000-plus, you know, rushing yard season. I hope you're right, Steven Jackson. I do. Yeah. You know, and he's gone pretty low in draft. So if he does blow up and throw up a thousand plus season, you got to steal in the draft because he was going, you know, yeah, pretty low. Yeah. His ADP was not great this year. And with reason, because he was terrible last year. So, you know, let's hope he's got some fresh legs to be able to make an assessment after this game. But the problem is if he doesn't play, right? So this is where it gets complicated because Devontae Freeman. Mm. This is extremely complicated because Freeman is a sleeper status. All lies on whether Jackson plays or not, right? Because the Falcons have not named the starter for week one due to Jackson's injury keeping him out all season. Um, but are hopeful that he will be active at the beginning of the regular season. But we'll find out any day here. If not, Jackwiz technically is the backup. If you're looking at the depth chart, Jackwiz is before Devontae Freeman. Yeah. But Jackwiz Rogers is not... He's had a less than impressive preseason. And... You know, Devontae Freeman's stats are better, right? So, so, so what do you do? I mean, I have Jack Wiz on my bench. Uh, he could be bumped up into that kind of gut call if Jackson doesn't play. I think Jackson will play. Let's be clear on that. But I just, I don't know. If, if he doesn't, then I've got a feeling that Freeman's going to be in the same situation in this game where he's actually performing better than Jack Wiz. So uh, it's tricky. It's tricky, tricky. Just stick with your receivers tricky, and Matt tricky, Ryan. Tricky. Or or Steven Jackson if he does play. I would I definitely wouldn't play Jack Wiz or Devontae Freeman if, if Jackson doesn't get the start. And this is why we said to draft running backs because it gets complicated real fast with some of these teams. That's just like oof. It's hard. Stay away. Stay away. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so. 
All right, so Toby Gerhardt, play him if you got him. He's ranked number 17 for us, and then I have no analysis. Why? I'm not lazy, but we don't know. <laughs> we, we don't know. I mean, they tell, tell us he's, he's so a, unknown. Cow, he's so, yeah. But I think it's going to happen, I believe. I want you to believe. Duck calls, Chad Henney. You heard me. Whoa! Tannehill of 2013 right here. No, no. Actually, he's here for two reasons. (laughs) So, number one is, did you hear that actually Tim Tebow is on more fantasy football leagues than Chad Henney? (laughs) That's crazy. That's got to be a joke. No, that's real. A funny one. It's real. No way. It's like how some drafts had you able to draft Tony Gonzalez this year. Yeah, and Jermichael Finley. And, like, he's he's retired. Like, like... Yeah. Mm, My second reason he's on here is, do you think that the Raiders' last-minute decision to start Derek Carr is going to inspire the Jaguars to start Blake Bortles earlier than they thought they would? Or maybe they're they're just considering it on their own. I mean, do you think that's going to happen? Because don't you think people are going to be like, hey, can we try this out? Um, uh, I do. I see where you're coming with that, but I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars have already kind of thrown their hands up to this season. Yeah. yeah. And they're just really into rebuilding their franchise, and they realize it's not going to happen overnight. I'm sure they don't want to stick Bortles in there, you know, with an inexperienced squad that still isn't mature enough. Um is my guess. So I'm thinking, no, I don't think they're in a rush to do Bortles. I think actually Bortles, who might be end up being the most talented quarterback coming out, is going to be one of the last ones to start. And I'm okay with that. They're taking an Aaron Rodgers approach. And I think that's Absolutely. smart. Because Henny's not horrendous. Brett Favre. He was behind I agree. a Hall of Famer. It wasn't Chad Henny. <laughs> Henny's not Favre. I mean, that's true. I don't have a problem but with Henny's Chad not Henny as a awful. person. But let's be real. Chad Henny is not Brett Favre. But here's the difference. They're not working... <laughs> Yes, no one is arguing that. Okay, well, no I just want to yeah. state it for the record. You want to make sure we're all clear on that. I just want to make sure. Turns out Henny is not Brett Favre. Just putting it out there. But what, I think the big issue with them is they want to work on, you know, some of his footwork, um, some of his awareness in the pocket. I think they want to work on his throwing motion. I think they just want to tighten things up. And I think it's smart to take a year to tighten it up because he clearly is talented. They saw that he's good to be their guy. He's good to be their franchise quarterback. Yeah. So why rush it? Because Henny's not terrible. Well, yeah. So that that's the reason why he's in a gut call, because I think he's getting a bad rep, and I think we all need to take a step back and realize that Jacksonville, although, you know, still on much their improved. way in, but they're much improved, so I give him credit. Uh, however, as far as the bench warmers are concerned, uh, Cecil Shorts uh, is back, but we, we haven't seen him I don't think you can start him with any sort of confidence. We have Marquise Lee's um, ranked number 56, and he does have some je ne sais quoi. He really does. I like him. Mm. I don't like him this week, and let's just get him in there. But, you know, as a rookie, you know, so far he's caught eight passes for 94 yards and two touchdowns in the preseason, and no one's talking about it. Now that's with, like, because it's the Jags. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we'll see. He's not ready for your fantasy team. Sleeper. But I like him. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Play if you got him. Everyone, this is a Bears thing. Let's just do it. Okay, I don't want to bore you. 
Uh, I would even start Cooper and Matthews at flex and any pinch situations, no problem. Gut calls, Zach Ertz um, is the only one in there, but I am going to say once again, we have him ranked at number nine, which is a starter because they are running two tight end sets all time. All the time. And just to let you know, uh, in the preseason, he got eight passes for 110 yards and a touchdown. And you know what? Brent Selleck also caught four passes for 86 yards. Like, they're using both of right. them. I don't think that no. – I, I think even though Brent Selleck's there, because at first I felt like, you guys, I don't understand. But now I get it. Two tight end sets. They're really working for them. And I think he's going to do a good job. So, But he's still in the gut calls because you're right. Brent Selleck's there. And you know they have other weapons. Technically, a starter. Yeah, he's not just a blocking tight end this year, though. Like he's he's seen the ball a bit more. Well, he wasn't a blocking tight Based end last pre-season. year either. When he was a rookie and just didn't understand the playbook, you know, or, or just was. No, I mean, I mean, Selleck. Oh, Selleck. Sorry, Selleck oh, is yeah. more than just a blocking tight end, which could have some sort of impact on. That him, is first. correct. Yes, yes. Uh, bench warmers, no one except for maybe Jordan Matthews because he's a rookie and who wants to start a rookie week one? Hmm. Some do. Benjamin owners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. True. Just saying. Just okay. Saying. That's true. Um, Washington Redskins at the Houston Texans. Who's so excited for this game? <laughs> <laughs> kind of I am. am. Not gonna I am lie. Too. I don't know. Like, I kind of am. Pretty fascinating. I am not. Gurney wouldn't be, no. but I'm intrigued. No. I'm intrigued because, you know, playing if you got him, Alfred Morris, he's ranked 10th on our running back list. Deshaun Jackson's ranked 21. Deshaun Jackson has been a talent in the league for years. Doesn't matter. He's on a different team. He's like fine in the preseason. Green light go. Uh, but PR Gerson, so I'm going to talk about in the, you know, playing if you got him. So we have him ranked 25. People are nervous that RG3 is not thrown for a single touchdown in the preseason. There's a lot of kind of. Should Cousins be the starter talk? I can see Courtney shaking her head because she's been saying this since the beginning of the season. It's not going to happen. It is going to happen. It's not going to. My bold prediction is that Kirk Cousins, you know, RG3 is going to come up with the Matt Schaub broken elbow excuse and Cousins is coming in. And Shanahan's going to be like, I told you so. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> That's Corny's bold prediction. I, I'm going to say, you know, I understand why you think this might affect Pierre Garçon and other receivers' fantasy value. We hear you. It's a bit nerve-wracking. But keep in mind what a train wreck the Redskins were last year, and Pierre Garçon was still able to garner enough offense to be a top receiver in the league. Love him. Right? Yes. So, yes, true. And this is a lot less of a train wreck thus far this year than last year. So that's a positive, right? And, you know, and with the whole game to make something happen and not just a few series and some preseason, I think that should calm your nerves down a little bit. You drafted him as a high receiver for a reason. You're starting him. Don't let this whole Cousins RG3 talk throw you off. You know, it, it is what it is. My gut calls, again, Robert Griffin III. We have him ranked 13. I don't, I don't love him, um, especially against the Houston defense. I think it could get ugly. But I think he'll have a really slow start, and he'll have a better second half. But I think you've got a better option. I think you drafted a better option than RG3. So I think it's worth the wait. That was what my gut's telling me. Yep. Your call. Your call. 
Um, Jordan Reed, though. So this guy is, is chock full of potential. And normally, as we all know, I am not a fan of the potential guys. <laughs> um, but Reed's a little bit special here because Reed was starting to emerge as a standout tight end. But then he was hampered with concussion, you know, concussions, which sidelined him for a bunch of games. Concussions are a bit scary. But thus far, we have no reason to believe that he's going to be held out any of these games due to the concussions. Um... And if RG3, so whenever there is a struggling quarterback, tight ends usually tend to benefit from this, right? Because they don't have enough time in the pocket to go for the deep ball threats. What they do is they dump it off. And Alfred Morris, I want to say, had less than 10 receptions all last year. So this isn't the kind of situation where they, run, you know, they, you know, have the running back come out for a receiving play. It's not going to happen. So that means that all of these little dinks and dunks are going to Jordan Reed. So that is a positive for Jordan Reed. Keep this in mind as they're kind of trying to progress through their offense. So that's positive. But oddly enough, I have no one on the bench for the Redskins for how borderline awful of a team they are. I'm not benching anybody fantasy-wise. Nope. Nope. Which not, is really not interesting. Not anyone that people love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Houston Texans. Play me if you got him. Arian Foster. So Foster was out all season and didn't play at all in the preseason. A little scary, but don't want to scare you away from him, as he is, he will be a starter on your team because, A, he's playing against the Redskins, who have a horrendous defense. They've ranked second to last. That's encouraging. You're welcome. Right? That's, that's a nice little buffer way to come back, right? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll play the second worst mm-hmm. defense in the league. Mm-hmm. I'll, ease, I'll ease my way in. And then, B, Foster's been a top rusher in the league since he entered the NFL. And C, he was out all season having a back, in, you know, with a back surgery injury. And... and there's no way he would be cleared to play unless all doctors were absolutely sure that he was ready to roll. You don't mess with back injuries. You just, you don't do it. So feel good about him. He's an older player. They were holding him out. They were just being cautious. They're not concerned. I'm not concerned. Foster's saying he's feeling great. Right. You're ready to roll with him. Andre Johnson, this kind of goes to what Tyson was talking about. He's talented enough to make something happen, even when there is the quarterback controversy. So I'm not too nervous about him. But I am nervous about my guff calls, which would be DeAndre Hopkins. So he's another one that's, you know, been having a great preseason at training camp. It's not really equating on the field yet. And initially the thought was that, you know, with the holdout with Johnson, that he was going to create this fantastic rapport with Fitzpatrick, he's going to have a little bit of a step up. I'm not saying that isn't fully what's going to happen, but right now it's not looking pretty either and now with the whole you know ryan mallet coming we've got this whole quarterback competition the people that suffer the most in that case are the receivers and so mm-hmm. i i don't feel good about it i think even other option play play the other person bench warmers would be garrett graham and then again ryan fitzpatrick for the exact same reason so it doesn't exactly show a whole lot of confidence when you sign a guy after preseason games and make him your second backup without ever having him seen played with your actual team yeah. not a positive not a positive at all now Fitzpatrick has been named the starter so you know you have to assume he's the starter but you know let's just all hope this quarterback competition is quick and painless and they make a decision and it doesn't get dragged out to halfway through the season that's all you can hope for for as far as the Houston wide receivers to have as much fantasy value as we thought they were going to cool bam bam Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens. Do, 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 do. Bengals. AJ Green. Hello. Mm-hmm. Love you. Love. Rank sixth. Gonna play him. 
Cincinnati's defense, third for week one. Yeah, because they're going against Flacco. Cha-ching! Hope you drafted them. <laughs> and Giovanni Bernard, we have him ninth. Everybody drafted him really high. All of a sudden, all this buzz happened with Jeremy Hill. I'm not taking it. I am, I am on the Jeremy <gasps> Hill train, but I'm telling you it's not going to happen in the first four games. Thank you. I'm not on so, either of their trains. Well, I didn't draft. I'm anti-Cincy running backs, period. That's because you're a car snob. Listen, yeah, no, that's, that is why their new offensive coordinator came in. They're a run first with Hugh Jackson. They're going to be running the ball. You know, I think Giovanni is going to have a good game. I'm into it. You know, it's fine. It'll be fine. Yay! I like it. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Not on board. Uh, Stop. Negative Nancy. Not on board. Negative Nancy. Stop. Did everyone yeah, forget seriously. his play last season? He and Green Ellis switched on and off every single game, and neither one of them were consistent all season long. That's the reason for the whole quarterback committee situation. It's the reason they brought Jeremy Hill in. And I don't disagree, and I believe, actually, that will be the situation. Not game one. Maybe I agree. Maybe even but... sooner. But, yes, I think that they're going to really try to support Bernard at the first four games. Maybe, you know, Hill will be coming sooner. He did have a great preseason, and he is a great player. But I think you're good to go with Bernard week one, so good. He's Are you good. ready for my bold statement? I would almost draft Ryan Matthews over Bernard, and we all know oh, my dislike for Ryan Matthews. That's crazy. Hit the fast-forward button. Just Ashley's saying. losing it. Just saying. Um, <laughs> good calls. Mohamed Sanu, excuse me, we have him 59. I wouldn't touch him yet, but, you know, to each their own. I think you need to wait on that one and make him prove it. And Andy Dalton, we have him 20th, so most likely you're not going to start him. I would start him. I love Dalton. I think he's great. He was the top quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks last year. And this matchup seems right for him to have a good game. You know, new offensive coordinator seems to think that Dalton and Green are the best quarterback duo to hit the football field. Um, so I think... I think this might be Dalton's way to introduce himself into 2014 and be like, hey, I am real. My talent's legit. So, just saying like that. Um, Jeremy Hill, we have him ranked 37th. I Again, I'd wait, but I love him. Future references. And Benchwarmer's the kicker, and I'm not even going to say his name because it's not important. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't draft him. The Baltimore Ravens. Play him if you got him. Just going to go through this. Dennis Pitta. He's back. Everybody likes him. We have him ranked 10th. Play him. Torrey Smith. Why not? Somebody's got to catch the ball, right? And kickers do matter on the Baltimore Ravens. Justin oh, Tucker. Tucker, yes, your fave. Your yes. boy. We just did a draft at the ESPW today, and he was the first kicker, and he went off the board like, Way early. Oh, wow. <laughs> Way early. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, it was really funny. Um, but he's awesome, and he's a good person, and he's a great kicker, and no more Prater. Let's do Tucker. Um, got calls. Bernard Pierce, we have him ranked 35th. He is the number one running back, guys, this week. Um, so if you have him, this is the week to start him in your flex. So do it. Um, Benchwarmer's Joe Flacco. Steve Smith, 
needs to prove himself on the new team until I, I start him as a, as a flex player, my third wide receiver as well. So hardcore analysis for Cincinnati and Baltimore. Let's see what Tennessee <laughs> Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs have got for us. I have zero play Miffy Gottams from the Titans. Yeah. yeah. Zero. Yeah. That's true. That's a little sad. I've got some gut calls, though. So I've got Kendall Wright and Nate Washington. Do you feel like everybody has forgotten that Nate Washington plays in the NFL? Myself included. You know, we don't even have him ranked. And he's a starting yeah. wide receiver. <laughs> oh. Sad, sad Nate Washington. But, you know, Kendall Wright's interesting because he's a volume player. He's, he's not a guy that's going to score you your fantasy points off touchdowns. He only had two touchdowns all last year, but he had over 1,000 yards. So that's how he's getting your points. He gets targeted a lot. He had 140 targets and caught 94 passes. Um, so when you were drafting right, you're looking off those numbers, and, you're, and again, this is volume. So where the problem comes into play here is now Justin Hunter, right? Because Justin Hunter's been having a fantastic preseason. And he actually didn't get a whole lot of play, but, but played well last year. So Justin Hunter had four touchdowns, only off 18 receptions and less than 400 yards. That's, that's a pretty good ratio, four touchdowns to 18 receptions. Yeah. I think he's only targeted, I want to say, like 38 times as well. So, you know, low targets, but great production with what he, when he was targeted. But it's kind of shifted, right? So now he's actually been targeted more this preseason than Kendall Wright, which should be a little bit scary for Kendall Wright owners, quite honestly. No. Are you a Kendall Wright owner? In one of my many leagues. <laughs> Well, it's, it's a little scary. I mean, he's had eight catches, you know, with two touchdowns, 164 yards in the preseason, right? Mm. And Wright only had four catches for 38 yards. That's a bad ratio for Wright owners. It's a really bad ratio. So, you know, it looks like some of those yards are going to be going Hunter's way, which has me a little bit nervous for Wright owners. Just throwing it out there right now. Keep your eye on it. Bench Jake Locker. He's ranked 26. We shouldn't even have to get into why you're going to bench him. And then Sean Green and Bishop Sankey. Neither of these guys are dream picks. You know, Sankey shows promise, but has had a really bad habit of fumbling this preseason. Like, really bad. But the problem was interesting. He, he was ranked third, and he actually has moved up within the last day in the depth chart to second. So now he is legitimately the backup. Dexter McCluster has moved into the third spot. Um, McCluster's, again, one of those weird hybrid players that you never really quite know how he's going to be incorporated again, kind of stay away from the hybrid players. But Sankey's got potential to probably surpass Green after a few games. It's not going to happen this game. Mm-hmm. they got to get those fumble issues under control. Um, so I would not start them these weeks, either one of them. You're not, you're not looking at them. Kansas City Chiefs, you're obviously starting Jamal Charles. He's the second-ranked quarterback. I mean, running back. He's like one of the top guys off the board in your draft period. He's a no-brainer. You're starting him, even though he's going against Clowney and JJ Watt. This should not concern you again. You don't bunch your studs. Gut calls would be Alex Smith. More than likely, you're you know it's not even a gut call because 24 is pretty low down on the quarterback rankings. Again, the only reason I mentioned him is if you did decide to wait on quarterbacks and you t- you purely drafted quarterbacks for the matchup basis. Um, I still don't think this is your week because Houston D's, you know, pretty decent. So, not really. Uh, Donnie Avery, if you did pick him up, this would be the only week really to play him because Dwayne Bowe is out with suspension. So there's this. If you go to play him, this is the week. Gutsy. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you to play him. In fact, <laughs> I would bench him. But if you're in a really deep league and this is a guy that you took a flyer on, this would be the week. 
because you're not playing any of their time. And you're also not going to play Anthony Fasano. So Fasano is the starting tight end, but Travis, you know, Kelsey's the one that's getting all the attention, and it's because Kelsey's getting the looks in the red zone, and he's being incorporated a lot in these goal line plays, and Fasano's not really getting the looks in the red zone, so stay away from that as well. All right, Minnesota Vikings at St. Louis Rams. Vikings, AP all day, every day. No worries. Mustard. Boo. You know, I'm on the I'm on the purple train this year. I'm gonna say it every <laughs> week until they break my heart. Uh, your color is purple Kyle Rudolph. and your thing. It yeah, is. It is. Matches. Fuchsia. Fuchsia. Um yeah, Kyle Rudolph, we haven't ranked eleventh, but I'm I would I'm starting him. I own him, I'm playing him. Um, Cordero Patterson, yeah. We have him ranked 13th. Go, go. And uh, Blair Walsh. He's a kicker, if you didn't know that. He's awesome. And he's got a great name. Um, Got calls. Minnesota's defense. We have him ranked 15th, and this might be the highest they ever get ranked. So you might want, if you're, you know, you waited on a defense, you got a defense that has a really bad matchup. This might be the team to pick up this week and play. I'm just, you know, why not? Why not? St. Louis last year gave up the fewest points to opposing tight ends. Um, so I just want to say for Rudolph's sake, if he doesn't have the best game this week, don't get scared. Okay? Don't get scared. It's okay. Um, Greg Jennings is on my bench. Damn. You know, it is sad. Hopefully he'll get into the gut call situation, flex player. And Matt Castle, he's just fighting for his job. Don't let him fight for your quarterback position on your fantasy team, okay? St. Louis Rams. Zach Stacy, playing with you got him. I'm really glad the Trey Mason talk has died down, right? Yeah. I'm glad right. that's been laid to rest a bit here. I mean we called it early on with Stacy was still gonna be the guy in St. Louis and he is and he should be the guy on your team and he hasn't had the flashiest preseason but at the end of the day you still gotta throw Stacy into your lineup flex at the minimum I would expect a high-end RB2 production quite honestly um especially against a Vikings D so I like him I got calls Tavon Austin and Kenny Britt you really shouldn't be looking at any of these guys because I'm ranked 46 and 70 (laughs) I only mention them if you're in an insanely deep league. Uh, Tavon Austin has a bit more upside, but the fact that Sean Hill hasn't had much time to develop chemistry with them should be reason enough for you to keep them on your bench. So just, I think you've got better options. Bench warmers, Jared Cook. Being ranked 24 of all the 10 ends should give you no encouragement to take a risk on this guy. <laughs> you know, yes, the Vikings defense is nothing to write home about, but neither has Jared's Cook play been over the last year. And at least the Vikings defense is in the middle of the pack. We have him ranked 15th. You know, the same can't be said for Jared Cook at this time. So just don't go there. And again, don't go there with Trey Mason either. I know it's fun to root for rookies. It's fun to want to have one on your team. But he's the third ranked guy right now. He's got possibility to maybe be a flex position down the road. But it's not happening anytime soon. Just let it, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. I will refrain from Frozen at that moment, but we'll move on to the (laughs) Oakland Raiders and the New York Jets. My stay-at-home mommy wanted me to, like, let it go. Okay, I just did it. Okay, (laughs) sorry, I did it. I'll move on. Raiders. You know I can't stand that song. Raiders, this will be short. Sorry, there's no starters. 
Bummer. Shocking. Good calls, though. Maurice Jones Drew, we have him at 34, hey. so you might actually be starting him. And he is the best for fantasy potential in the Raiders. So, yay. Hands down. Maurice Jones Drew, yeah. This could be, this could be it. Um, last year, the Jets gave up the fifth fewest points to opposing running backs. So it might not be it. <laughs> Just saying. Gut call. Definitely, I think, the Oakland Raiders uh, running back situation is that. Um, and, you know, this is interchangeable between gut call and bench. All of the wide receivers. Um, you know. Derek Carr just got announced as the starting quarterback, and that's very exciting because we all know that he is a much better option than Matt Schaub. So that's a positive thing for the um, wide receivers, but it's going to take a moment for them to get some chemistry. They have a hard schedule this year. Um, I'm not in love with any of them. So if you drafted a Raiders, let's hold off a little bit, okay? Just, let's just hold on. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. The Jets hosting the Raiders. I pretty much want you to start whoever you drafted from the Jets, right? There are only certain people. Eric Decker, ranked 26. Chris Johnson, ranked 25. I feel good about both of them. Do it. Got calls. Hear me out. Geno Smith. I know. I know. I'm, the, I'm like the ultimate Geno Smith I'm apologist. okay with that. I'm okay with that. It's going up against the Raiders. And you know what? Like... If you look at his numbers from last year, this is the kind of game that he gets 20-plus points. So, I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying that you should start him, but I'm saying he may get 20-plus points, (laughs) and that's just the way it is. We'll see. Uh, Bench warmers. Watch Ivory, but don't start Ivory. We have him ranked 46. That's fair because, you know what, he may get a rushing touchdown this week against the uh, Oakland Raiders. So... uh, I don't know. I, I, if you're in a really desperate, like, deep, deep league situation, if you want to start him at a flex, okay. But do keep an eye on him. Let's see how he and um, Chris Johnson kind of go back and forth. But I'm pretty confident in Chris Johnson. Me too. Agreed. I like yeah. him. San Francisco 49ers at Dallas Cowboys. San Francisco 49ers have not scored a touchdown, but they're starting people. So I'm concerned. Concerned. I'm concerned. Thank God they're playing the Dallas Cowboys defense. But that's what I'm going to say. Start <laughs> everyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> so the only saving it grace. It just got crazy up in here. Is I am telling you to start everyone. I don't care what's going on. Dallas' defense is a mess. Frankly, you're welcome, Dallas, that you get Michael Sam because clearly you need any help you can get. So I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked he got picked yeah, up somewhere. I am too. And he's originally from Texas. It's, it's gonna be a good thing for him. Yeah. Um but you know what? Practice squad. Yeah, yeah that's tough. Yeah. Frank Gore, ranked number twenty, continues to rock it every year. Every year, you guys, you guys think he's dead. He's still alive. He is rocking it. <laughs> I don't understand. But Brandon, life ends at thirty. I thought we all knew this. Right. Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. It good, it's a lie, people. people. It gets good. Uh, also, by the way, uh, Kaepernick only had a 54.5 completion rate in the preseason. Doesn't look good. But he did this against Green Bay last year, too, remember? Then he went out in a 30-point fantasy game. So I, I actually, believe it or not, believe in Colin Kaepernick this week. If I get burned, I'm very angry. 
Vernon Davis is in the gut calls, not because he's a gut call, but because you guys, I cannot believe people are more confident in Dennis Pitta than Vernon Davis. I know. What yeah. is going on? He dropped so far in the what draft. What is that? I got him in so many drafts because he just kept dropping. And I was like, you guys. I know. This is nuts. Well, it's because Kaepernick has looked so bad. So I bad. I don't care. Oh, and Joe Flacco is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not on yeah, a Pitta right. train. I am, I, or Jordan yeah. Reed when RG3 looks so bad. I don't understand. So anyway, that happened. Right. And then. I would take Reed over Pitta, hands down. Perhaps. You love that concussion kid. Yeah, you really do. But you know what? No. There are no bench warmers. Play them. Play them. Play them. I'll tell you who's on the bench, the Cowboys defense. We already discussed this. They're benching people. They're benched. I'm sorry. You're awful. Ugh. It's like, don't live and die by matchups, but if your guys are playing the Dallas Cowboys, you're starting them. Okay? Yeah. Good calls, Tony Romo. We have him at 16th. You know... It could be a blowout. It could be a shootout. It's it's really up in the air to what the Cowboys are going to come out doing. They're obviously going to probably be needing to make up points and throwing the ball. Um, so that's only positive for Dez. Hey, um, don't worry about him. He'll be fine. Terrence Williams, I start him this week. Start him, guys. It's they're going to have to sh- they're going to have to throw the ball to come back and make this a competitive game. Um, Jason Witten, yeah. DeMarco Murray, yeah. Dan Bailey, yeah. I like all of them. I, like I love me some Dan Bailey. San Francisco's defense is a little beat up, so, you know, they have a chance to throw it out yeah. and make, make it happen. DeMarco Murray catches passes, so he's not just a running back. He's a receiver as well, so bam, bam. Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Carolina's defense. Hey. Hello. So good. So good. Yeah, they're amazing. They're just great. And, you know, the Bucks have approved their offensive line, but the Panthers have the best front seven in the game. So you're going to start them. Rams are they're close. They're be great. They're debatable. Okay. You're going to play them. <laughs> they're going to be great. And... <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? It's it's crazy to say that in my starters is the defense and the tight end. Greg Olson, seventh, Mr. Reliable. Love him. Um, gut calls Cam Newton, and it's a gut call whether he's even going to play. Yeah. Everybody says he's going to play. He's going to be fine. He is a, he is a stud. He is a, a man that works through a lot of injuries. Um so he's going to try to I, – I, I think he's going to start and he's going to try to put himself out there. But he is a guy that if you have an Andy Dalton or somebody else below him that might, has a really good matchup, you might want to play them over Cam this week. Stinks, he's, he's your guy, and I usually say don't bunch him, but he is really hurt and it's a bruised rib. That's not healthy for anybody. Uh, Calvin Benjamin, rookie, 40, we have him ranked 41. You know, I love him. I think he's a great flex player this week. He needs to prove himself to you, to his team, to his quarterback. And I think this game is going to be a really good test for him. So I'm okay with him. Um, you know, bench warmers, there's, there's no really need to start any of the running backs for Carolina. That's going to be like an overall theme probably throughout the season unless one of them just blows up. But, you know, we'll see. I'm benching them until I feel good. It's a good call. I like it. Onto the Bucks. The Bucks. I'm gonna start off with the Carolina D is really good, so I would temper all expectations, yeah. period. 
for this whole game. But you're playing if you got him, Vincent Jackson. So Vincent Jackson's one of those quiet top receivers in the league. He's that guy that when you're actually trying to count down like who the top ten receivers are, you're like, I'm forgetting someone. Yeah. Hmm. So true. Who am I forgetting? <laughs> and it's always Vincent Jackson. Because he's been on the Bucks. You know, the Bucks were terrible last year. They've you know, they haven't been like a really, really standout team for a few years now, but he still consistently is always a top receiver. You need to play him, even though it's against the Panthers. My gut call would be Mike Evans. This is an interesting game of two of the actually more potential receiver rookies, higher potential ceiling guys here with Kelvin Benjamin and Mike Evans. So normally we're not a fan of starting rookies in a position other than possibly the running back, but Mike Evans has a possibility to be a standout this year. You know, he could be a really hot red zone target as well because Vincent Jackson will more than likely be double teamed, which is going to leave Mike Evans open. So... I think you're more likely to get points for him in a touchdown situation than yards, but I think he's got the potential. So keep your eye on him. He's been drafted fairly high. We have him ranked 38, so he's on that cusp. So keep your eye on him. Again, temper your expectations for this game. Doug Martin. I think there are a few players that people are more nervous about than Doug Martin, largely due to his slow start last year and, you know, with his injury and but the addition of Logan Mankins you know and and Martin showing some versatility as far as being a receiving back as well as just a rushing back I think it should be encouraging you should be feeling a little bit encouraged don't be as nervous and again you drafted him as a starter so you're gonna have to play him thus far as a starter until he proves otherwise um but don't freak out and drop him if he doesn't super perform fantastically again against the Panthers, because this is like a number two defense here. This is a fantastic yeah. defense. So don't hit the panic button if it's not, you know, wonderful this game. Bench, Josh McCown, let's be honest, he drafted other people, better quarterbacks, and there's just, I mean, we haven't ranked 28. He shouldn't even be a possibility. So I just needed someone to throw on my bench. So it's McCown. <laughs> Sunday night football. First game, Indianapolis Colts to the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Courtney's saying a lot Fantasy tonight. Fantasy orgy. I'm calling it oh. out. Fan- I'm just saying it's it. I'm saying it. I'm loving it. Here we go. Uh, Andrew Luck, you drafted him. We're playing him. He's going to have a big year. I think he'll still do great against Denver defense. I'm into it. I'm going to be a Luck fan all year until he screws me over. Okay? Uh, Gut calls... The wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne, Hakeem Nix, they're all so close together, and I don't know who's going to have the breakup. They're all kind of boomer bust players. Um, T.Y., for sure. Yeah. You know, Reggie Wayne's back, and hopefully he's great. Hakeem Nix is on the team. He's new, so maybe they'll have sparks of wonderfulness out of him. I love all of them, but against the Broncos' defense in Denver – and being the first game of the season, they're all question marks to me. You drafted them. They're second running wide receiver. You're going to start them. So, good luck. And bench warmer Trent Richardson. I can't believe we just have him so ranked so high. I think everybody does, and we have to. But he only averaged 2.9 yards per carry as a Colt last year. So, the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. He looks, he's looked better this preseason than last year, but yeah, last year was rough. Great. Certainly. Uh, the Broncos. I'm going to oddly start the opposite and talk about my bench. And my only bench is Wes Walker. Oh. Um, again, he's, he's suspended. He had, a, 
he had a concussion. Ah. He's out for four games. Whoa. He's your bench, obviously. I, I mean, I'm just saying this because <laughs> in case you didn't hear the news, he's out. So as far as who I'm starting, those are the obvious. Is right, Peyton Manning, second hot right, second right quarterback, Demarius Thomas, number two ranked wide receiver, Julius Thomas, number two ranked tight end. There's, there's clearly a theme going here. Um, <laughs> number two. The no, two. The twos. <gasps> Monty Ball is a must-start as well. He's the only one I'm semi-nervous about. We have him ranked sixth. I think we're probably the only ones nervous because, again, he is kind of unproven. But and we're Bronco again, when you're fans. Surrounded... We're terrified. Yeah, we're Bronco fans. And we're, yeah, but he's around <laughs> such a fantastic team. He's got a fantastic offensive line. They're going to open up some holes for him. My biggest concern is that Hellman or Anderson will come out on the goal line, but only time will tell. If, either way, he'll get yards, so feel good about starting him. And Emmanuel Sanders is a must-start as well. Partially, Must start. You know, which is crazy because oddly you were still able to get him pretty low. Mm-hmm. I felt like everybody saw the preseason game and was like, hello, starter. But people didn't. You were still able to get him between the seventh and ninth round in most drafts. But with Wes Welker out, all this does is just raise his stock even more, right? Because now you've got another option out. Which leaves my gut call, which would be Andre Caldwell. Again, we kind of talked about this between him and Cody Latimer. Who you get to play we're going to go with Andre Caldwell because he is higher on the depth chart. He is, a, you yeah. know, a veteran. He'd be the obvious pick right here. Don't be surprised if Latimer does emerge. But, you know, Peyton has no qualms about throwing the ball. And you can get him on the waiver wire if you have to pick him up, especially in Wes Welker's absence. So, you know, feel pretty good about it. Not Prater's too out too, people. Prater's out as that? well. Yeah, again. So, so, yeah, if you drafted him early draft, he's not playing first uh, four games. Get yourself a backup quarterback. So. Uh man, man. This is a skirt, by the way. Well, I want to move us on to brighter <laughs> news, but we're going to talk about the New York Giants. Yes. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh, Everyone's favorite team. Uh, um, Rashad Jennings, my favorite. I yeah. love Rashad Jennings. Yay. It's like the light of the New York Giants. I love him. Um, Victor Cruz, we have ranked 27th, and right behind him, I ranked I ranked Ruben Randall. Love him this year. I just love him. You know, don't you know? Everyone's gonna be covering Victor Ooh, Cruz, and Ruben Randall's gonna like you know have these moments. And if you're starting him, you're gonna be enjoying those moments. So, I like him. I like him a lot. And he's you know as long as he gets that chemistry with Eli, you know. What chemistry? He's a great flex What friend. chemistry? I know. It's hard. It's hard. Stretch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gut calls Andre Williams. We have him ranked 45th. Again, this is another thing that I feel like we're going to see more stuff out of him later on in the season. I think this is the time for Rashad Jennings to shine. But we all know how Coughlin is. Don't mess with, don't mess with his running game because you will be benched very quickly. So um, just keep an eye on him. And bench warmers. Tight ends. We don't even have one ranked. ranked. And Eli Manning, because, you know, it's Eli. I like it. Cut the Lions. Uh, Again, some obvious picks. Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson. You're playing them. Reggie Bush. You know, Bush said some fumble woes in the past. But it's a new season, and it's a new coach, and it's a new offense, quite honestly. So this might scare some people. But Bush is pretty adaptable and, you know, is still a starting back on a high-scoring team, you know, so you feel good about that. And I had Joyke Bell, Joyque or whatever, versus the French theme, uh, 
in the gut calls, but I'm bumping him up right now to mustards because he and Reggie Bush really are interchangeable. And I and I I said it. I'm gonna make a bold statement that I think he really could have more fantasy points at the end of the season than Bush. Because again, he's not bold. a ha- he's not a handcuff guy. He's a situational player, and he plays a lot and he touches the ball a lot. So I'm also gonna put my mustard. Golden Tate I've got in that kind of gut call. Um, I, but I have a good feeling about Golden Tate. I really do. You know, he's another one of those potential guys I used to like to rag on for underperformance, and he did. <laughs> but he was on the Seattle offense, and they didn't throw the ball that much. I mean, Russell Wilson really didn't have many games over 200 passing yards. So how could this guy score a whole lot? But now he's on a completely opposite team where it is throw, 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 and he's going to be the beneficiary of that, especially when they're double-teaming Calvin Johnson. So his st- you know, stock is rising. I like him a lot. My real only bench is Eric Ebron because we have him ranked 23, which is interesting because we don't even have the... And he's a third-string wide receiver, tight end, by the way. So you've got Brandon Pettigrew, then you've got Joseph Faria, and then it's Eric Ebron. And, and he's the only one we have ranked. Um, but don't you got to f- pick one. They're all, they're all not yeah. working. Yeah. I mean, he's got probably the most upside, but again, he's a third-string tight end. Don't fall prey to this. Definitely in the first week, he, he, he's got to prove it to you. Boom. San Diego Chargers and Arizona Cardinals. San Diego Chargers, Keenan Allen. Hello. Anyone who gets over a Love thousand you. yards in your rookie season gets a second chance on my team. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Check. Check, check. And as far as gut calls, I'm putting Phillip Rivers there. Uh, he He's borderline a starter, but the Cardinals, you got to respect them. Last year, he threw, threw 32 touchdowns and only 11 interceptions. So I also think the Cardinals might have a tougher game for their defense because I don't think Philip Rivers is going to mess up that much. So putting that out there. Uh, <laughs> and then Ryan Matthews. Bold predictions. Yeah. But they do have Ryan Matthews still, yeah. so there is hope so for the Cardinals. That's exactly There's what hope I was for some fumbles. Say. So he fumbled on the goal line, and everyone's <laughs> been talking about it. And then also Donald Brown and Danny Woodhead played a lot in the preseason with the first team. So we have... Ryan Matthews at 18. I'm not quite sure. And Arizona's really stingy against um, the runs, so I don't know. And I think I don't think those two other players are going away. So this is a to-be-continued. Right. To-be-continued. Benchwarmers. Ladarius Green. Once again, I know that players get old and move on, but Antonio Gates is the number one tight end in San Diego. He was the number one tight end of the preseason. Don't jump on this hype bandwagon. Ladarius Green's very talented, but right now you should not be starting him in your fantasy football leagues. No. Boom. Boom. Cardinals, uh, you know, hey, Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd, they've got something good going. And I I like like it. I like it. I love both of them. I love both of them, which is crazy because Carson Palmer is their quarterback. But I like <laughs> both of them. And Palmer had a good pre- second half of last year, though. Sure, it was just yeah. the first Palmer half of the year. Palmer throws a lot of yards and touchdowns. He just also throws a lot of interceptions. He's like Cutler. Interceptions, right, right, exactly. So um, he'll get you the points for your wide receivers is the point of it. And I think that Floyd is going to end up being the top wide receiver on the mm. team. I do. I just like him. I like him a lot. Andre Ellington, another must start. Love him. You're great. If you drafted him, you're playing him. It's good to go. It's good to go. 
Uh, Carson Palmer, we have him ranked 14th. So if you're going to play Palmer in any game, this probably is going to be the one. So San Diego's defense, you know. Just okay. Hey. Hey. And, uh, you know, Arizona's defense. I have them as I got called. Arizona's defense is great. They're in the top 10 defenses this week, too. But as we said, Phillip Rivers knows how to score points. He does. He also knows how to throw interceptions. But there's that nice little wrapped-up gift called Ryan Matthews for them. Absolutely. And that is why you're most likely going to start them. But I'm just saying San Diego knows how to score. They just do. Just do. And you know what? Benchwarmers' team hasn't really acknowledged any tight ends. So yet again, sorry. It's the saddest position. They're so unacknowledged. It is. That's the best word. It has not yeah. been acknowledged. Yeah. No. It's sad. sad. It really is. It's week one, people. Woo! Football Woo! is back. Getting more football. Woo! I cannot wait to get a big thing, Corona Light with Lime. And make some clam dip and just sit on my tissue. I know. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> amazing. My friend planned a game night. And I was like, no? I will come to your game night as long as the TV is on for the game. What? Oh, God. You're such a sucker. I am no a way. sucker. I've been like, no. And no. I'm offended you even asked me is what I would have said. Game night. It is game night. It's red zone all day, people. Um, Well, happy. Everyone had a wonderful draft season. It was very exciting. We're in tons of drafts, so we will be offended by many players this year. Um, And we're so excited. So good luck in week one, everybody. Make sure to check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on iTunes. Tweet at us at HerFantasyFB. Until next week, no more faking it.